Hey, Evan. What? How do bees get to school? How? On the school buzz. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is episode 158 and I'm your host Stephen Dutzman. As always, this is the official video game and board game podcast for EngageFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to give parents and families the information they need to get their family game on. This week, I'm joined by the man behind the curtain, John Tomlinson. Sir, how are you? Excellent. I'm going to buy a tricycle tomorrow. Uh, a what? It's, uh, um, Emmett's, uh, uh... Emmett's uh, thing like that he creates in Lego Movie 2. It's basically something that you would come up with if you just had a box of Lego with like three tires and two sticks and a bunch of Technic pieces. It it it's It's stupid looking, but it works. It's crazy. I mean, so this is a this is not a vehicle you will be driving. This is a Lego set you are building. I wish. We've been talking about in the office getting uh, uh, Segway desks, but that's not happening. Speaking of Legos, um, folks, if you want to see uh, some of the information or some of uh, the pictures of uh, Evan's Lego Voltron build, um, then uh, head on over to Instagram.com slash EngageFamilyGaming and take a look. We have more pictures. We are actually combining them all into a brief video that we'll throw up on Instagram within the next couple of days. We want to set it to a little bit of music, you know, make it uh, make it special. But yeah, Evan, um, he got a little overwhelmed um, when he first saw it. However, um, you know, it, it turns out he thought that his brother and sister were going to be more involved, and they really just kind of didn't want to be because um, really? they were really intimidated. Um, so he just built the whole thing himself. Um, loved it. That thing is freaking monstrous, dude. It, it sits. I'm I'm 38 years old. I had we, you know, me and you had the diecast when we were a kid, and like to have it made out of Lego, and I believe it's bigger than the original. It's oh, it's freaking amazing, massive. Um, yeah. Here's what I'm saying. Uh, can we get the Megazord next? Uh, That's pretty yeah. much. Probably well, not because uh, Hasbro owns the rights, so probably not. But, well, I can, but a kid uh, can dream. We, you have to remember, Voltron is a Lego idea set, and if it's within the guidelines and it gets voted on, then yeah. we go to. Oh, you're right. The, you're right. The I owner. agree with you, but there yeah. is no way Hasbro is rolling in on that. Um, with that said, stranger um, things have happened. Stranger, what strange? What's the stranger thing that's happened? I mean, Voltron. So, um, so anyway, this is not a Lego podcast. This is a video game podcast. Yeah. So, without much ado, I do want to thank you folks for listening. Um, we do hope the games you've been playing have been great. Uh, John and I have been playing some amazing video games recently. Um, we're not going to go around the horn this week because we're basically talking about video games the whole time, so it would be, kind of be redundant. However, um, what I do want to ask is a favor. We want the podcast to be as interactive as possible, so please reach out to us on our Facebook page. That's EngageFamilyGaming.com slash uh, Facebook or Facebook.com slash EngageFamilyGaming because we're fancy. And uh, John or I or our community manager, Jeff, will take a look at it, and uh, we will see what questions or topic suggestions you have, and we will incorporate them into future episodes. Um, also, if you like listening to me and you want to hear more, Make sure that you go to engagefamilygaming.com slash commute and sign up to us and subscribe to the EFG Daily Commute. That's a podcast that I record every day of the week except Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> um, and I talk about various gaming topics. So, um, And you can also subscribe to that on all major podcasting services, including Spotify. So um, how crazy is that? I'm on Spotify twice. Ooh, I'm fancy. I'm fancy. Nobody listens to us there, but part of that's probably because I don't talk about it much. But that's all right. We'll figure that out. So, um, this week, video games, games of the year. Here's what we're gonna do. Um, I'm gonna go first. Talk about my games. 
Um, and then uh, Tomlinson will add in uh, where appropriate and talk about the games that he agrees with or disagrees with. And then we'll talk about his list. And then we'll go from there. How's that sound, John? That sounds perfect. Good, because I'm the boss, so I was going to do it anyway. Um, all right, it's okay, so, I could just edit you out of the podcast. I mean, it's true. I really can do whatever I want. And you could use a voice modulator and make me sound like Kim Kardashian or any number of things. Actually, that would be really awesome if you could do that. I don't think you have that tech. Um, so I do. It's just time-consuming. It's super time-consuming. Who wants to do that? I mean, really. Okay, so... Um, here we go. Games of the year. Um, so I'm going to go in. These are, with the exception of my absolute game of the year, these are in no particular order. I don't have like a ranking. Uh, but the first game I want to talk about is The Messenger from Sabotage. So, um, any longtime fans of the show know, and you especially, John, because you listen to everything that I record, um, you know that I'm a sucker for retro inspired platforming games. Um, my 2014 game of the year was Shovel Knight. Right. Yep. Um, how crazy is that? Um, I've been doing this long enough that I had a game of the year in 2014. I actually had a game of the year in 2012. Um, that was my first ever time choosing it. Do you know what my game of the year was that year? Try to think what that was family friendly that came out that year. That's that was before I limited myself to family friendly. Oh, okay. Uh, but it was in fact a family friendly game. It was Farmville. John, it was Farmville. Oh, okay. Um, because I was honestly, about to say Smash, but then I remember that you definitely it was a Facebook game. So yeah, Farmville. Yeah. Farmville. Farmville, man. Do you know the game's still around? I it's it's crazy how how many of the well one one of my games on my top five is a game that you'd be surprised that is still around. So fact, fact, and folks, I well, know this because I've tech, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Um, and folks, I know that because I know his list. So, um, so the messenger. Here's what it is, right? The messenger is a. Uh, it is clearly inspired by Ninja Gaiden, which is a um, classic NES game. Um, it's a ninja game, devilishly hard, uh, is the way I would describe the original game. Um, and I love games that are. Um, inspired by retro classics, but designed with modern gaming sensibilities in mind. Um, the Messenger is not modern in that it is quote-unquote easy. This game is still super hard. It's punishing. Um, it makes you work for every screen that you clear. The difference is um, that, um, you know, when you die, you respawn really quickly. Like, those are like the little things, right? There's no game over. You just pop back up and keep going. Maybe the... You know, the little dude that follows you around steals some of your stuff, right? But, like, you don't get game overs. Because game over is just a screen that I really don't like seeing. <laughs> as much as this, it really doesn't mean anything anymore. So, the fact that there isn't one is pretty great. Um, it's a... This game is, um, you know, the music is breathtaking. The action is crazy. Um, and the air... The, the air step... Um, I forget what the name of it's actually called, but the ability to jump in the air, slash a thing, and if you hit an enemy, a projectile, or an, something in the environment, it actually gives you a second jump that you can kind of save up. Um, and man, is it so cool. It's so good. Um, it is, you know, uh, without question, you know, I had to put it on one of my games of the year. Um, in fact, I knew it was going to be on here when I played it at PAX East. I just knew it. I played a level of it while I was there in a crowded booth with the developer sitting next to me, like one headphone on, one headphone off. And I was like, nope, this is going to be one of my games of the year. I knew it. I played it and they didn't screw it up. Um, how about this? Um, they jammed two games together because not only is it an 8-bit platformer, but they also added in like a 16-bit like Metroidvania in at the same time. Um, they didn't have to do that. They could have made that the sequel. They could have just left all that behind and made that the sequel and it would have been perfect. Like, no one would have questioned it, but they just decided, eh, screw it, let's put them all together. Um, such a good package. Did you get a chance to play The Messenger this year? Um, I, I, I wish I did. Um, it, it's just not one of those games I'm really good at. Um, I, I did play the uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, though, which was amazing. Uh, it's kind of in the That's same the Castlevania vein like. Yeah, the Castlevania one, because we're still waiting for the full bloodstained, like, 
game that's coming out, you know, in 2025 by the time the guy's done with it. Because that's how long he takes to make games. But mm-hmm. that's Kickstarter for you. <laughs> yep. So, but yeah. yeah. It, it's one that, like, I, I totally appreciate. Like, this is, like, what I grew up with. I'm never the one that completes games like that. So I just don't go through the, uh, you know, the going and buying it kind of thing. That's the problem. So. I get it. I'm holding it. it up. Maybe on a $10 sale on Switch, I'll pick it up. I mean, they do tend to have those. Um, so oh, yeah. that is The Messenger. Man, is it a good game. Um, like I said, anybody that really likes or enjoys older style games, definitely worth a look. So next on my list is Smash. Um, now some people might be like, wow, considering how hype you were, how is it possible that Smash was not your game of the year? Um, trust me, when I get there, you'll understand. Um, but Smash, it's such a big game. Uh, I think that's one of the things that really caught me off guard. At the end of the day, it is just more Super Smash Brothers. Like, if you like Smash, you will like Smash Brothers Ultimate, period, full stop. If you don't like Smash, this is not changing your mind. And... I'm going to argue that point. Um, there's a whole, the, the whole, um, uh, the quest for light, um, section of that game is, is very, it's basically, you're just doing boss fights. And from what I've seen, because I, I picked it up because I got it in a trade for basically free because I go play, Mario Kart over the same person's house that I gave it to that just got his switch. So um, he got an extra code, so I I traded him for the code. Um, But it's a love letter to everything that Nintendo's ever done and and every other Japanese game that's even remotely come to Nintendo. So, you know, the way the matches are all lined up it's just a nostalgia trip for me, so. That's great. I, I don't disagree with you. With that said, it is still Smash. Like, if you don't like Smash, yeah. I don't think you're... I, I don't imagine that this game is going to turn people around on Smash Brothers specifically. Nah. So, um, but man, I've enjoyed it. My kids love it. Um, it man, we lost some content, but we got you know the world of light, which you know people can complain about, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, the arcade modes are all fun, and frankly, guys, there's 73 arcade modes. Yeah, or 70 rather, because Pokemon Trainer only has one. But like 70 arcade modes, that's a lot because each character has their own like kind of fully realized arcade mode with their own different challenges, where you're fighting different combinations of enemies. It's not like Street Fighter 2 on the SNES where it was just you fought everybody and including yourself (laughs) you know like this is a very different experience where maybe you do fight yourself but sometimes you fight everyone else Um, and sometimes you're fighting like six Yoshis (laughs) you know it's crazy Um, I think this game had to be on this list just because it is so big it is you know obviously a very big deal Um, this is a game that people are going to be buying for years Um, and the DLC is coming next year um and who knows this year gonna add you're right this year because it's actually 2019 uh dlc is coming um which reminds me i have to activate my um code for the piranha plant boy um so yeah that was my next uh, my next pick was super smash brothers ultimate and i mean like i said i I certainly loved every minute i played with this game took us a while to unlock all the characters that is a challenge um, however, I mean, that by itself is an achievement. Um, and would be if Nintendo actually had achievements. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it does have collectibles, though. There's lo- Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, so my next game that I'd like to talk about is Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Um, man, listen, I have I love the idea of Pokemon games. Right? Like, you would think, I love JRPGs, I love collecting stuff, I love stupid monsters. Um, you would think that I would love a game where I got to play as, like, a, you know, ghost sandcastle. You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I always, like, I play for, like, 20 to 25 hours, and then I fall off. 
Um, Let's Go Pikachu has eliminated the grind that usually kind of scares me away. Like, I keep playing this game. The only reason that I have not finished this game is because the holidays and Super Smash Brothers. Um, and I would have stopped just about everything for that. Um, it is adorable. Um, it did the, the impossible. Like, I have wanted to know what an HD Pokemon game would look like for a long time, and this is it. Um, I really hope that this is what the new generation of, you know, like Gen 8 looks like, because this is perfect. Um, you know, maybe, maybe sharper textures and things like that. They got time, but, you know, I hope that this is kind of the model they go for as opposed to some kind of like weird realism or cell shading or some crazy nonsense. Um, they got rid of the grind. They made the game fun to actually play. Because um, the problem is random encounters. I just don't think I like random encounters anymore, John. Yeah, I think we've gotten too old for it. Where it's yeah, just I'm, like, I want to go beat the next thing that I've never seen before. I don't need to... I don't want to grind. I don't have 90 hours to suck into something like Dragon Quest or something crazy like that. That's yeah. like... I'll talk about it later on. There's another game where it's just like I would have sucked 60 hours into that game, but I never even got a chance to play because there was so much to play this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, this year was... Um, there's an argument to be made that this was the best game, or that this was the best year of video games in a long time. And I, I you know what? I, I don't think that's wrong. Um, so the... So Pokemon, I mean, I had to put it on this list. I loved it. The other reason why I really wanted to put it on here is um, for the first time, I'm getting messages from people who are able to play a game, like a Pokemon game with their kids without having to rely on like some random trickery, like giving them a fake controller or asking them to just tell them what to do, like that kind of stuff. Um, man, like that that feeling of getting that, Satisfaction of being able to play with your kid is great, you know. I, and playing with Beggy and doing the three, two, one, and throwing the Pokeball at the same time, like that's awesome. It's such a great feeling, and the fact that she can hop in as like a second partner and then just hop out without even a care. Oh man, it's so good, John. It's so good. The the great thing about what Nintendo's doing, and I, I I'll be the one of the first people to admit it. They are making these entry-level games that you never saw coming. Mm -hmm. And not only that, they're allowing other people to do that and bring it to them, just like they did with Mario versus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. Yep. I mean, me and Mike literally sat there on a stream and looked at each other and said, did they just release XCOM for babies? And it was, and it was literally like it, it leaked out, and everyone was like, "This is gonna be the stupidest thing ever," and it was one of the biggest games of the year. Like it, it and that's something that Pokemon did, where the the Pokemon Go app took over the world, and then you know it's still something where people are, are laughing that people are still playing, but there's millions of people that sign in every day. I just they just added Facebook integration and I just got you know ads from people in the community that I'm friends with on Facebook so like it's still going and then their connection between the game and the app which hopefully they do the same thing when they finally release Animal Crossing where they just make everything you know so, like, just get rid of all the entries and just put everything together so that yep. you could actually play together, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, 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 the reason we have a second Switch is for the, the, the multiplayer aspect with some, of, with some of these games coming up. And I think Pokemon was... When Let's Go Pikachu... Well, we got Let's Go Eevee first. Uh, when Let's Go Eevee came out and everyone was fighting for the Switch, mm -hmm. um, that cemented the point for me. Okay, no, we got to get a second one. <laughs> like, yeah. it needs to happen. Um, we did it. And then when you fired up Smash for the first time, what happened? It unlocked your Eevee spirit. 
in, yeah. in Smash Brothers, you know? Yeah, no, they're really they're being really smart about yeah. encouraging people to um, you know, buy more games and it's not like they have to work all that hard to get us to buy these games. Um because the switch the attach rates for the switch are insane. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean, it's this is this if this the, if the way they put together the Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee games is any indication of how they're going to make the um, you know the, the Animal Crossing and Generation Eight Pokemon work, then let's be let's just be ready for next year. Yeah, I mean this was a down year for Nintendo. Yeah. Right, like a down year um, by See, all accounts. I, I still and they don't st- agree with that, but like, like it was, what it was was it waited till the last minute and kicked everybody in the face and walked away. That's yeah, I mean, but it, it, everything is a letdown after Breath of the Wild. True, because realistically, Breath of the Wild was my game of the year for this year too. Like nothing was as good as Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So I agree with everything that. is a letdown from Breath of the Wild. So, yeah. um, you know, I think you know there's some revisionist history going on right now about Mario Odyssey, but like Breath of the Wild was so good, um, it's probably one of the. I mean, it, I've st- I still stand by it. Breath of the Wild is the best video game Nintendo has ever made. Um, so you know, if your be- favorite game of all time is Ocarina of Time or A Link to the Past, then, all right, well, I disagree with you. <laughs> you Well, no, no, your favorite and the best could be two different things. I mean, that's certainly fine. Um, there are people who try to argue with me about Breath of the Wild, um, friend of the show, Anthony Giannanello, for one, yeah. um, but... Uh, I still, Breath of... like, I can't believe he can't get into it. It's so oh, he great. Def- I mean, he, he, get into it is not even the right word. He hates it. Um, yeah, but the th- here's the thing, guys. Straight up, it, it's the best video game Nintendo's ever made. So anything that Nintendo put out, even next year, will probably pale in comparison. But Jenny, Pokemon, and um, and don't worry for those of you that don't know what that means. We'll be we're writing an explainer in the next couple of weeks and posting it about what generation means in a Pokemon. Like, what does Generation Eight mean? We're giving we're putting up an explainer on that. Um, and we're going to be doing a lot of Pokemon content over the next couple of months to get you all ready for the inevitable hype cycle um, as we lead up to um, the release of Generation 8 and all of the children in the United States getting going basically just yep. apoplectic, just just losing their damn mind. Um, so I know I said that word wrong. Just give me a break, folks. Okay, so... Um, now let's talk about my actual legit game of the year without question. If you're paying attention, folks, and you listen to other shows, you know what I'm going to talk about next because I haven't talked about it yet, and that is Marvel's Spider-Man. Um, as far as family-friendly games go, um, this is a little dark. It's rated T for teen, but it's Spider-Man, and this is a pure Spider-Man story. So if you let your kids consume other Spider-Man media, I don't think this is any darker than, say... Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse or, you know, Spider-Man um, Homecoming yeah, or anything other, like that. Other, yeah, other than the actual punching, I think Homecoming with the... There was one line in Homecoming that really threw me off, and it's uh, during the dance when... Um, yep. the, the man in the, the chair got caught out. Yeah, that was um, a little rough. <laughs> yeah, that was rough to me, but like that doesn't happen in Marvel Spider-Man. Nope. Like there, there's no like him saving, you know, a girl in the street in the middle of the night or something like that. Everything is, you know, he's beating up bad guys and yeah. they're bad guys. And you know, they're bad guys cause they're bad guys. Yeah. So. They are bad guys. Yeah. Um, just because you are bad, you know, literally they are bad guys. They're, there's well, no ambiguity like here. Shadow possessed. Yeah, like. there's no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is no ambiguity here. And that's one of the things I really like about it. So, um, all right. So here's how it goes. Um, there's two things that need to happen for a Spider-Man game to be really good. One, they got to get the web swinging down, period, full stop. Spider-Man is all about agility, momentum, movement, traversal, etc. You got to web swing as Spider-Man and... They did it. They nailed it. I could have played that game 
for days without completing anything, just web swinging from one part of New York to the next. I loved it. So they nailed that perfectly. The combat, kind of paint by numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, you know, that that might have been question. You know, some people might have some questions on that. It was kind of paint by numbers. Um, because it, it was, you know, the standard, the, what has become the standard, um, you know, kind of Batman combat. Um, but whatever, it works for action games. Especially it works for characters that are incredibly skilled and are supposed to be way faster than everyone. That's what's happening. Everybody's moving in slow motion to Spider-Man. Yeah, Not like the Flash, but close. <laughs> and he... Maybe, well, he has close. a sense about what's coming. Yeah, he knows what's coming. I mean, so, yeah, he has a sense... Oh, I see what you did there. So, <laughs> um, so that's that, right? Like, but the action... The web swinging was so good that I would have tolerated a crappy combat system and a ham-fisted story, right? I didn't, the combat... I didn't even need combat after that. Like, the, the, the way it felt swinging through the city was amazing. That, like, you, nothing felt as good as that. Like, Correct. Um, and I could have dealt with a ham-fisted story, too. And um, that did not happen. There was no hand fist. You know, it, they delivered arguably one of the best Spider-Man stories in a very long time, um, and it was in a video game. And video games are hard for stories. Um, it was, man. I, you know, I'm not going to spoil it. It took some turns. Some things were really predictable, but who cares? They executed well. Um, this is an alternate universe Spider-Man that takes place when he's older. Um, the relationship between him and Mary Jane was believable and I felt for him because he kept screwing up and I was like, oh man, my buddy. Um, so my conclusion is Marvel Spider-Man is is an amazing video game and it is required playing for anyone that owns a PlayStation 4. Like if you own a PS4, as long as you are not like anti-Spider-Man for some reason, I don't know, like unless you have like some kind of weird issue with him, this is a game you must play. Absolutely. Like it's it's uh my my boss bought a PS4 for Black Friday and he got the Spider-Man PS4 cuz he had to get that game. It's, yeah, it's so good. Oh, did, did he get the sp- the special edition Spider-Man PS4? I don't know if he got the sp- Or did he get special the special edition the, the, or he the just bundle got, like, that was the $200 one? I think he got the $200 bundle. Cuz that $200 sure. bundle was just outright theft. Yeah, a standard like a standard PS4 and the best game of the year for two hundred bucks can't yeah. go wrong. I know more than a few parents who talked to me over the Thanksgiving holiday and Black Friday, telling me that they were lucky enough to grab one of the, um, you know, to grab one of those two hundred dollar PS4 bundles. And it's like those kids, man, how stoked yeah. are they? So, um, so those are my games of the year. I have a grown-up game, and I have an honorable mention that I kind of wanted to hold off until the end. So, um, Mr. Tomlinson, go forth. Tell me, what are your games of the year? So, my number five was a little game called Donut County. Donut County. And basically, it's reverse Katamari. So, instead of Katamari, Katamari is a game where you have a ball, and they just re-released it on Switch, actually. And um, you roll the ball, you grab things, and as you're rolling around the room, the ball gets bigger until you're sucking up your entire building, and then you're doing the whole street, and you suck up the whole plant. So instead of that, there's a hole, and this raccoon has an app on his phone where he drags the hole around and stuff falls in. And eventually he, you know, drops the... uh, the donut shop that he works at into it. And then, you know, it, the story goes on from there. It's just a great puzzle game, just like the Katamari games. Um, it's just a lot of fun. That's why it's my number five. All right. If you have uh, Android or uh, iPhone, um, there's a knockoff called Holio. Actually, like Donut, Caro, uh, D- donut County has been released on iPhone and oh, on Android, so yep. Oh, nice. So you can get the real yeah, thing. Yeah. Awesome. So don't buy the knockoff. Specifically, yeah. Don't, well, well, yeah, don't yeah. buy the clone. Don't get the clone. Yeah. Don't buy yeah. the clone. The buy clone the real was thing. Very dumb, but yeah, yeah, they're the same price. Yeah. 
So um, my number four was a big surprise because it's an old Game Buds remade, and it's called Candy Crush with Friends. Okay. Tell me a story. What is up with this? I am a hardcore Candy Crush player, and it's just a reimagination with better graphics, um, better storyline, better power-ups, and you do have one single power-up each um each level so you get like that free power up no matter what and um close to like level 200 if i'm not over 200 what level are you in the original candy crush because i know you still play that Uh, i i actually texted i had a friend who's like you need to play uh uh the fiends version of candy crush i was like i'm still playing the original candy crush He's like, yeah, I could never get past 200. And I'm like at 2100, I think. <laughs> uh, 2146. Which is insane. But there are over 5,000 levels. But like, I'm one on my Facebook friends list. I'm like one of four people at that level on my friends list. So You're a crazy person. Here's my question, yeah. though. So you, Candy Crush has been around for five years. Yeah, actually, probably more than that because it, it was—it's been on phones for five years, but originally it was a uh, Facebook-only game. So how how many dollars do you think you have spent on Candy Crush? Uh, five or ten. Like they have like this weird thing that I just got suckered into one day where it was just like. <laughs> You, you have like gold bars and my gold bar like uh, piggy bank was full so I just did that once and it didn't really help me at all so I never did it again but I'm so for the most part you've only play. played for free yeah pretty much five dollars is perfectly legitimate pay your devs pay your devs no that's fair I just assumed that if you've been playing that long oh, that yeah. you had somehow gotten Pokemon, suckered into playing Pokemon more. Go on the other hand I have sunk at least $30 into just because I buy incubators all the time because I always have eggs. So, all right. But yeah. So that brings us to number three. Yep. Pokemon. Let's go Pikachu. Yep. Okay. Totally different than the, you know, Eevee that you got. Yeah. Now there's the same. (laughs) But, uh, so yeah, you guys know my, uh, thoughts on Pokemon great and this is one of the great uh evolutions in gaming you know to have that kind of uh entry level and the cross play with the phone game which is amazing because you could transfer uh pokemon in that game uh number two spider-man no my thoughts there best game best spider-man game hands down um one of the best games of the year and uh just Let's just say Miles Morales really had, like, the best year ever. He really did. Miles Morales is... Because he's a character in that game that, you know, has his come-of-age story, just like uh, in the Into the Spider-Verse movie that came out, which was hands down my favorite game of uh, Your favorite movie of the year. Favorite, yeah, favorite movie. Um... My number one was the biggest surprise to me and everybody else, Tetris Effect. Yeah, I'm, I desperately want to hear what your thoughts are on this. So tell me, because I have not played it. I'm going to. I went down to GameStop to try and grab it when it was only 20 bucks, but I missed the sale by like a day. Um, tell me why Tetris Effect is so, your favorite. It, it basically, um, so I don't have PSVR. Um, but it is a PSVR enabled game, mm-hmm. but also, um, you know, it still has the regular version and what it is, is the, um, the board is like centered in your screen and there's plenty of space on the sides. Mm-hmm. And what that allows to is there's visuals, you know, you know, just kind of, kind of like waves coming in and out of stuff, but the music is like journey. Mm-hmm. When you do something, when when you may when you when you take a line or get a Tetris, um, 
the the music moves along and it builds and it builds and it just it promotes emotional response okay. and to have to have a puzzle game that is just blocks falling down yeah giving you an emotional response is really yep. good music the soundtrack is hands down best soundtrack of 2018 okay Full stop like it's absolutely perfect. Everything about like the visuals and everything are perfect. And one day when I do own a PSVR, I cannot wait to play that one in PSVR. Yeah, you know this is one of the first games that really got. This was the game that put me over the edge to say, you know what? In, in 2019, I'm getting yeah. a PlayStation VR. Like you know, I thought it would be Moss. We thought it would be Beat Saber. But I think it's really. Those games combined with how good Tetris Effect looks, um, and everybody and talking then the about Astrobot, yeah, yeah, and Astrobot didn't hurt it, either. Um, yeah, 2018 was like the year where VR like literally said, "Yeah, we're not we're not some flash in the pan here. Uh, we actually have the games now." So. Exactly. We're you know spoilers, folks. We're going to keep making games. Um, no, it, I'm excited. I you know I. I um, I the fact that this is your game of the year over Spider Man, yeah, um, like that says something to me because I know you enjoyed Spider Man. Uh, you and I were talking about it yeah. uh, via text and Facebook, you know, while we were playing it. And um, uh, man, I'm just it's gonna happen this year. The, the general and I were talking yeah. about it. She has her concerns, um, of which I am, you know, I understand. However. Man, do <laughs> yeah, because only like uh, you guys and E Man could play it, right? Yeah, well, I mean, she technically she well, she that's her big thing is you know that if we get it, that the kids are going to want to play it, and I'm like, well, I mean, we're we're the grownups, and we could say the kids can't use it, mm -hmm. um, and she's like, yeah, well, it's hard to do. You know, she's that. like, well, you know, more or less, she does not trust me. <laughs> to not just give in and let them play around with it. Or, yeah. you know, it's easy to say no when it's not in the house, which I understand. And obviously, you know, I'm gonna, I, I, I'm not going to just override her concerns. If she yeah. if she is not pleased with the idea, then we will deal with it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see, you know, what the year brings. But, man, the fact that you picked a Tetris. Like, it's Tetris, right? Like, yeah. this is what's crazy about it, right? Like, Tetris has been yeah. around forever. It's a classic. You would think, like, what about Tetris? I own Tetris on Switch. Yeah. And it's usually, like, my, I have five minutes, I'm going to play, play a game, let's play. Like, I can't tell you how many of my overnights last year were spent just playing the stupid old Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yep. And unlocking everything in that game. It's just, like, it's it was so stupid. But, like, this just, it, it brings everything back, and it... It brings you back to that first time you played Tetris and you just felt like there was something about this game. But it's even better because it actually like it moves. Like there like there there's not a lot of games that like put their hands on your shoulder and push you through. And with that music it really does that. And it's just it's hypnotizing. And it's hypnotizing in a good way. And that's what puzzle games do, you know? Yeah. No, I dig it. I'm I'm pretty stoked. Uh, and I'm stoked that you enjoyed it. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Um, man, and it's only a real full price. It's 40 bucks, right? Yeah. Um, so I wish it would come to Switch, but unfortunately, from what I heard, uh, P PlayStation put money into it. So yeah, if it well, does do it. come to everything else, it will be a while. But yeah, um, but you know what? I have a PS4 uh, for PlayStation 4 exclusives, if nothing else. So uh, we will be enjoying that. So well, um, maybe it'll come out on PSN this year. That's a hope. Maybe, so. maybe, maybe. Who knows? All right. So next. Oh, you mean PS Plus? PS I think Plus, PS. Yeah. yeah, I think PS Plus is actually a pretty safe bet at some point. Um, speaking renewed, of, so so I mean, it's possible. Um, okay, so, next. 
Um, so those are your top five games of the year. Um, let's talk about my grown-up game of the year. Um, you know, Engage Family Gaming, you know, historically has been all about, you know, helping families find, you know, games to play with their kids. However, um, one thing that I have found is that a lot of the parents that have gravitated towards our site are gamers in general. Um, you know, they're just gamers on their own. And, you know, so, um, as a result, we are going to start covering... On a very limited basis, sometimes, um, that's about as uh, uh, hedged of a bet as I can possibly make. We are going to occasionally talk about grown-up games, uh, but we're specifically going to refer to them as such. So the grown-up game of the year is God of War. Um, Again, to be clear, it's called God of War for a reason. It is not for the children. Uh, Kratos is a bad mamma jamma. Um, but arguably, this game was probably better. I think it was actually toned down in comparison to previous games in the series. And part of that is because um, it is a mature game as opposed to a juvenile and grotesque game. And what I mean by that is, in the previous games, it felt like the art direction was done by a pair of 13-year-old boys. They just wanted to see cool things and... You know, they just did well, it. Well, the, the, the argument for that is the fact that he's a Spartan. He grew up in Sparta. He made a deal with the with Ares. And I'm not Ares, saying that he doesn't Ares have a good reason. killed his family. I'm not saying so he like doesn't that, have a good reason. That's the storyline. That's not... Nope, listen. I'm not arguing yeah. that. But the game was juvenile. Like, yeah. it was not mature. Like, yeah, it was just... it's a straight-up beat em up game with, yeah. like, sexual, you know, innuendo stuff. And I totally Innuendos? There was a mini-game. Well, yeah, there was a mini-game. There was a hot coffee, yeah. Yeah, so this game... So, um, I never really cared for those games. Um, they were mature in label only. Um, they were juvenile in, you know, and... If you want to argue that, come at me, bro, I guess. But um, something about the marketing from Sony told me that this was going to be different. And I'm glad I believed them um, and gave this game a chance because um, I empathize with Kratos and his plight now, especially as a dad. Um, It's a game that really explores father-son dynamics. Um, And admittedly, my past is not as dark as Kratos's. Right, like mm-hmm. I've never hunted down an entire pantheon. However, um, he deals with the fact that his son imagines him to be a certain way, and he can't live up to that. He mm-hmm. knows he can't live up to that, and really, that is a, um, I mean, that's something to think about, and that's something that I wrestle with. You know, as my kids thinking about me in certain ways. Um, so the. Um, you know, I, I, I identify with him and, and up until this year, I could not identify myself with him. You know, he was yeah. not the same kind of dude as me. Yeah. Um, the other games were about another Kratos and this is old man Kratos. You know, he went out, he killed the Pantheon in the other games and he went and then he found a new life. And this is the tail end of that life. And it's, it's amazing. It it is truly one of the best stories in games ever. Mm -hmm. Like it's just a journey. And like as much as it is an M rated game, like it's just the violence, you know, and it, it, it's pretty, pretty much like, you know, one of those games where it's just like you're teaching your boy how to be a man and how to hunt and, you know, feed yourself. And then it grows from there. Agreed. No, I mean, this game, it it just booms and grows and gets bigger and more serious and things, the stakes get higher. Um, man, and it, it doesn't help. It doesn't hurt that it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. This is, um, you know, and one shot. Like, th- there's no game that's ever done this before, where you are centered on the screen, and you're behind that person the entire game, and there's not a cutscene. There's there there's like barely a time where you get knocked off camera, mm-hmm. the entire game, and it's it's just perfect. The camera's there, and you're in it the entire game 
Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Um, they, they did it in one cut. That was an interesting decision too. They didn't yeah. have to do that. So, um, yeah, God of War. Um, it's my grown up game of the year. Um, man, I I encourage every grown up, especially if you have time to play games with the kids are in bed. I definitely recommend give this game a give this game a shot. It's getting cheaper. Um, there's, it, they haven't announced any DLC for it. I don't really even know how they would do DLC for it. Um, and really, I hope they don't. I hope Santa Monica just goes heads down on God of War 2, whatever that is. Because, man, yeah, no yeah, spoilers, so, but, man, is this game ready for a sequel? Yeah, the only thing they have for it is the new Game Plus, which I just started last night. Which is, it's pretty amazing to see those opening cut scenes with different armor on. Yeah. Because you're full, like, I have, like, endgame armor on, and, like, it's glowing and stuff, and I'm standing next to my son who has his armor on, and, you know, it's the very beginning of the game. It it, yeah. it kind of takes you out of it for a second, but, like, fighting the bad guys in the beginning, you're so OP, is so great. Yeah, no, I, oh, man, I, I can't wait. I want to... I have uh, I, I just have to wait to get my copy back or not my copy but I borrowed a copy from someone else I just yeah. have to let it go around the horn again um, yeah. and then I'm a hundred percent in for uh, a new game plus party so so that's got a war we don't want to belabor the point um, that is our grown-up game of the year uh, man is it so good um, now I have an honorable mention um, the reason mm-hmm. I have an honorable mention is that I mean, there, there is an elephant in the room when we mm-hmm. talk about games that had a real impact on the gaming space this year. Um, you know, a lot of parents, if, if you were to ask any parent like what the biggest game this year was, they're going to say that the game is Fortnite Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did not include it in my Game of the Year list, mainly for one reason. Technically, it came out last year. <laughs> so yeah. it was not eligible. Um, but I don't think that it's, I, I don't think it's fair to the gaming space to not talk about it in the same context as the other games that came out this year because all of them competed with it. God of War competed with it. Spider Man comp- competed with it. Um, everything did. Um, mm-hmm. So you can't talk about them with, um, you know, you, you just can't. You, you know what I mean? You can't do it without um, at least bringing up Fortnite. Um, it's the big, it's the biggest game on earth right now after Minecraft, and you know if you're not playing it, you're watching it. Um, my kids are are super in, so I, I wanted to at least acknowledge Battle Royale. This game is huge, um, and the reason I wanted to bring it on this list is uh, I believe that all of the of all of the games that I mentioned today, um, with the and really of all the games that you mentioned today, with the exception of maybe Tetris. Um, I don't think we'll be talking about these games in five or six years, but I think Fortnite we will. Yeah. Um, Fortnite is a game that we are going to see and hear from forever. Um, (laughs) And so I am very interested to see what goes on with that. And yeah, I mean, there are a whole generation of kids Um, the... Um, there's going to be a whole generation of kids who think about Fortnite the same way some of us think about GoldenEye. Um, and, um, I know that there's all sorts of people. If you go into like a, a Facebook group right now or onto a message board or on a Reddit or whatever, there's going to be a whole bunch of people. Oh, Fortnite's trash. It's just for the kiddies. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I, (laughs) I just can't. I mean, they're haters. Fortnite is an is an objectively good game, and these kids love it. It has its weaknesses, but man, uh, just today, my son, you know, came out and was like, "Dad, I really need this emote. I just need it. I love it. Um, this is how I, ha- you know, he's like, it's how I hang out with my friends. Mm-hmm. These emotes are, you know, how I communicate, and I, I need to have it. And he's like, can I have my Christmas money? Like, you know, I've been saving dollar bills." I don't know where he's been getting these dollar bills, but he's saving them. Um, and, you know, like these are, um, and not be not. I don't want to say that just because you make a lot of money, it makes you good, but it does something. Um, so that's Fortnite. 
Um, there's some people who are going to say it doesn't belong anywhere near a game of the year list. Uh, I think those people are crazy. Um, this is certainly a game that is worth looking at. The support that it has gotten all year is crazy too. You know what I mean? It's de- it's definitely. I, I would put it in a category. It's not game of the year, but it is definitely the game that had the most impact this year. Um, just just for the uh, sake of like what they did this summer. Um, yep. I don't play Fortnite, but I know the stuff that was going down in Fortnite because yep. you couldn't go online and not hear about it. Be- between the uh, the Avengers tie-in, the uh, thing coming from the sky over the summer, all the way up to you know the stuff that's going on with the emotes because that's highly controversial right now because people that have created dances that you know think that you know well that's a dance i did that's a dance i made popular why am i not getting money when Fortnite is the biggest thing in the world right now yeah i understand where they're coming from but it, it it definitely has the most impact and you can't go anywhere without you can't talk about video games in 2018 without talking about Fortnite, period. As much as I don't play it or don't, like, enjoy it that much, I just know that's the game, like, five, six years ago when Minecraft was that game, that's that's what, the, what everybody is talking about. Yeah, it's, uh, you, you hit it perfectly. This is a game that needs to be discussed um, you're, and you're also right. You can't avoid any of the, I mean, you know, what's going to happen in Fortnite, you know, when there's a new season, yeah. it takes over social, it takes over everything. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that is my, um, honorable mention. Uh, I think honorable mention is a good term for it for 2018. All right, everybody. This has been episode 158 of engage a family gaming podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening this week. Uh, We hope you enjoyed listening as much as John and I enjoyed recording. Um, We'll be back next week. Specifically, we'll be talking about board games. Uh, But in the meantime, it'd be super awesome if you could head on over to iTunes or wherever you downloaded our podcast and leave us a review. Um, And, excuse me. Okay. So, in the meantime, it would be super sweet. If you can head on over to iTunes and leave us a review, or frankly, wherever else you download and listen to our podcast. Until then, this is Steven signing off for the week and reminding you to make sure that you get your family game on. See you next week, folks. Everything is awesome. You're just going to throw Lego stuff into every show, aren't you? Oh, yeah. That's my job. You are a company man. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.